0: Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com
1: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to On the Block 937 the ticket the ticketfm.com. We are here. Austin is here. But also Andrew Alex joining us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline is also here. We're going to talk a little bit about the men's Well, shoot. Uh, Let me just ask this. The NCAA tournament, your bracket's blown up. I know it's got to be. Talk to me.
0: Oh, yeah. It's in total shambles. Like, not only is it blown up, it's blown up worse than, like, average, you know, people who, like, like women who don't care about sports are doing better than me. I was completely (laughs) off the mark. So, take that as you will, folks, because you listen to my predictions.
1: So so let, let's let's run down. let's start let's start just in in the uh, in the south. Obviously, Alabama, um, you know, getting it started, they're making their runs, um, had a not a not a hard, difficult track. I think they probably had the easiest side of the bracket thus far, and it's been panning out that way. Um, I think what was unique about um, Alabama's run is is in the game, uh, I believe, against uh, AMCC that uh, he didn't score a point. Uh, Miller didn't score a point. And <laughs> Brandon Miller didn't score one point, but yet they had like 92, 96 points. And I think that's just absolutely crazy. I don't, I don't know if it was a competition or whatever the case may be, but the fact that they were still able to do it like that. And now they find themselves, I think, against a tough San Diego State team um, – is this is this is this a danger zone type of matchup for them, or is this one that they should be able to handle?
0: Well, it's going it don't come down to efficiency for them, Strick, because uh, you know we have two teams here in San Diego State and Alabama that have uh, you know, a very very large contrast in style. Yeah, like tempo. It's going to be a tempo battle. Now, uh, you know, San Diego State in the mid-200s in possessions for game, 66. They try to slow things down. Alabama ranks fifth nationally. So you have one team that plays up tempo, one team that, you know, similar to a UVA, is always trying to control the game and slow it down. So with that being said, Trick, I mean, in the NCAA tournament, it can go one of two ways, right? I mean, and you've seen it with Tony Bennett and UVA, uh, you know, they've made their run to the national championship. They've had some success. But on the other end, uh, you know, if you face a good team and you're trying to slow the possessions down, they just, you know, they're making their shots in their opportunities. Well, you're probably going to lose, right? Yeah. Because you're not equipped yeah. to play catch up in that regard. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's certainly a trap game. I still favor Alabama here. They're the more talented team, but, uh, You know, if the Aztecs can force them deep into the shot clock, and, you know, Alabama's a quick on the trigger team, it's going to be totally out of their comfort zone. They're going to be totally out of their comfort zone. I I think if you're Alabama, you're actually probably happy that you're playing a team like San Diego State in the Sweet 16 rather than the Elite Eight. Right. Because you have five days to prepare for it rather than just like 24 hours. So give me Alabama with the time to prepare. All right, let's
1: let's move on and, and, and move down the bracket. Uh, I don't I don't think this is a surprise for many. Uh, when you looked at it, this team was picked possibly to be a uh, one that to, could make a run down into the final four, but they had a topsy turvy up and down roller coaster road type of uh, a season, and that's Creighton uh, getting through NC State and then beating a tough Baylor team. Um, um, you know, in the round of. Uh, Uh, 32 and now find themselves (laughs) against a tough, Princeton team this is unique Princeton team this isn't like the Princeton teams of old they actually have a little sexiness to them which is which is a surprise as the other ones was very dry and just you know it it was what it was it was going to backdoor you to death they was going to hold the possessions they're doing all of that but now they've got guys that can kind of make plays and make shots but I love the fundamentally sound style of them and that's going to be two well coached fundamentally style teams put together which one wins out in this one
0: Yes, Trick. I mean, first of all, right, last year, St. Peter's, who could forget their run to the Elite Eight? And now, you know, they were the first 15th seed ever to make it that far. Now, it's like, we have another potential 15th seed in the Elite Eight one year later from the same state, nonetheless, Trick, the great state mm. of New Jersey, mm. home, at least for the childhood of one Andrew Alex. So I'll take the credit where the credit all is right. But with that being said, I mean, Princeton. I gotta say, man, it's very, very impressive, Strick, because you look at their their first round win over Arizona, and, and they won in a rock fight. You look at their second round win over Missouri, and they exploded. It was a offensive firepower that you know. So they showed that versatility, and uh, with Creighton, yeah, it, it's been up and down for them, and I I think that. You folks over in the uh, the great state of Nebraska, there's no place like it, uh, who, who have been following this Creighton team can look back to the depths of January and you did not expect to be here, especially, you know, with a, what you could be tricked into thinking is a silver platter with a 15 seed being, uh, you know, your one win away from being one win away mm. from a trip to the Final Four. I'll take Creighton. I think that eventually Cinderella has to come home from the ball. I think Creighton's been playing good basketball, you know, at least since the month of February. Uh, and they have five legitimate weapons that they can go to. I mean, it, 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 there is a handful of players on that team that can go off on any given night. So you're not in a situation like you see some of the teams who might have had better regular seasons, but they rely so heavily on one guy. You shut that guy down, and then there's a recipe for an upset. I think Creighton is much more well-rounded than that. I think they have a week to prepare. I think Princeton's not going to surprise anybody. So uh, I'll pick I'll the Blue Jays from Omaha.
1: All right, let's move over to the east. We're not going to talk too much about the Tennessee and the FAU matchup, but it's impressive. FAU finds himself in this position after having a tight, tight uh, fight against uh, Pen- Penny Hardaway in the Memphis uh, Tigers and then uh, facing up against FDU. Now, I, a quick question: Matt Painter now has lost to a thirteen, uh, a twelve a thirteen and a fifteen seed. Uh, wh- what does this look like for the Purdue program? And, and, and then, then we'll skip down and go to the Kansas State, Miss, uh, Michigan State matchup, which I think is going to be one of the best matchups of the night. But, 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 but tell me about what you think about Painter just because they got outplayed outplayed hustled, out-scrapped, just outbeat all the way around. And this has happened multiple times for Painter, and and he continues to get this type of credit that I don't think he deserves.
0: Uh, Well, I'll just go ahead and say it's, uh, you know, at at its baseline, it is just a very, very bad look if you are uh, Mr. Matt Painter, right, who I think that in the post-Coach K era of collegiate basketball, uh, we've been trying to coronate our next king, and I think Matt Painter, as right or wrong, uh, works his way into that conversation. Now, with that being said, clearly uh, you, really, you got to win in March. That's what it comes down to. In the got to win in March. You got to at least have some showings in March. And that last two minutes of basketball for Purdue in that game against Fairleigh Dickinson, another team from New Jersey. Was one of some of the ugliest basketball I've ever seen. And it was truly like inexcusable. Like it's not even like difficult Dickinson like went off. Like Purdue let them win that game. They let a worse team win. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, but the result Florida Atlantic cruises into the week 16. Florida Atlantic, let's give credit where credit is due there. They have had a fantastic season. Best season in program history, bar none. Nothing compares. Uh, and, you know, the record, the reason they're there 19 is pretty good for a team that hasn't played a power five opponent since like November 14th. But they haven't played a power five opponent since November 14th. And their second round matchup was, you know, fairly Dickinson. So they kind of yeah. cruised in there. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee looks like a veteran basketball team against Duke. It looks like a veteran basketball team against Duke. That's not a game that I thought Duke was going to lose. Duke was one of the hottest teams in the country, and they did. And that's the Tennessee team that was sliding going into that game. Can they capture the magic? I don't know. They had some key injuries in there that have kind of, uh, I guess, changed the trajectory of how people thought their season was going to go. But now again, they're a win over Florida Atlantic over the Elite Eight. I will take Florida Atlantic though. I need my one. I need my Cinderella. Florida Atlantic. All they've done is win They just so against Memphis. I think Tennessee uh, could be exposed here with a week to prepare I agree. Florida Atlantic, the ninth seed. Talk to me Atlanta. about Kansas
1: State. Uh, Kansas State and uh, Mississippi. I mean uh, Michigan State.
0: Uh, I think Michigan State's fraudulent. I always want to say Michigan State is fraudulent. But it's Tom Izzo and it's March. So right.
1: That, nothing, nothing else needs to be said. I think this is going to be a tremendous match. But, again, it's going to two two teams with great guard play. So it's just going to be fascinating to watch. Whoever wins out wins out. It's going to be the best guard play. Noel and then, you know, Tyler. I mean, uh, 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 Walker. And, you know, it's just those guys. Hogarth, It's just going to be a great. Uh, matchup between them, and I think uh, Keontae is, is the difference maker in
0: that. Uh, let's move over. I yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. It comes down to Keontae who, by the way, what a great story after the health issues yeah. that he had a very scary moment a few years ago. Now he's here, he's thriving, and he's a uh, win away from the Elite Eight uh, in a what's called it what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. The
0: most up for grabs region is left.
1: Uh, real quick, one, who who in the in the West... Because Arkansas was my my uh, sleeper. They were my team, and they're moving. They're moving along. I had them actually going to the final four. Um, actually, not to the final four, but to the Elite Eight. And then uh, I have UCLA clipping them, but I still think Arkansas is capable. Um, they were my sleeper. But who on this side is one that you got your eye on? I
0: kind of like UConn, Trey. Ooh. I, 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 UConn is a sneaky – Uh, sneaky, deep team. And I I look for this offense-defense matchup between Jordan Hawkins and Devontae Davis. But for the Huskies, who, you know, they are a four seed. They also finished, like, number 10. So the AP viewed them as more of a three seed. They have, you know, really four guys who they can turn to. They all shoot decently from beyond the arc. I, I just think they're they're well tested in what was a good conference in the Big East. Watch out for <laughs> Adama Sanogo. Yes, yes. From the country of Mali, six nine junior. He's been doing work. Yeah,
1: he's been a beast. He's
0: been double digits, or he's been in the twenty point range uh, in, in both the first two rounds against a good Rick Pitino Iona team. Uh, twenty eight points in that first matchup, and then he was uh, nearly automatic. In a game against St. Mary's, that a lot of people thought they'd be pushed, a lot of people thought they'd be challenged, yeah. and they ended up kind of running away with that game with fifteen yeah. points. Yeah, yeah he seven was, seven was the difference maker for the Huskies. Out. So yeah. I, I, I like me some UConn here. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Huskies go to the Final Four. Um,
1: listen. Uh, last, last on 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 the uh, the Midwest side. Uh, Houston, obviously, is the number one seed. They're the favorite. They've been working without Marcus Sasser, even though he's been playing, but he's been not at full strength, and yet they're still having great success and winning games and playing still the style that they're supposed to play. My sleeper in this side is Texas. I actually have Texas going all the way for some reason. I don't know why or how. It just, it just dropped on me. But I'm, I'm impressed with Xavier. Tell me about this, and who do you think kind of, kind of comes out of this side of it?
0: Well, trick uh, Houston obviously is a very very good team, no doubt about it but I am so intrigued to turn on my television 7:15 pm. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow and watch them take on Miami. Miami, uh, you know, as an ACC guy, the lone remaining representative for the ACC, which is kind of depressing, but we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> talk about someone who could have the guard play and they could turn to anyone. Isaiah Wong feels like he's been there forever. Jordan Miller, Nigel Pack, Jim Laranega, who I believe firmly is one of the best coaches in the NCAA. It's star power on both sides. I mean, Houston... I wouldn't be surprised if Houston wins. They're going to be the favorite. But I think that it comes down to the like wire, the absolute wire, like two, three points either way. Uh, my one issue is that Miami does not really have size. They don't really have uh, length, and, but at the same time, uh, they just grabbed like 20 offensive rebounds against Indiana. Houston's one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. I think if Houston could dominate the board, that's pretty much the game. Yeah. But if Miami can get in there, if they can sneak in, and they can be productive, uh, you know, off the glass there, like they've been, uh, you know, so far in this tournament, I mean, they could easily win. The tournament's up for grabs. Have we not learned anything? I never thought any of these teams were that good. No one's far and away right. better than anyone else. And uh, we have seen that already. Princeton to the championship. Why not? Why not?
1: Why not? The, we we talked about them yesterday because uh there there's obviously some lawsuits going on and then you know we'll let you go and we'll we'll reengage and get you back um you know, sometime next week. But um, we talked about them. This, you know, not being able to have scholarships, <laughs> and yet they find themselves with no scholarships, probably no NIL, and they're they're out here battling against all these uh, these teams that are all doing that. Especially Creighton. Creighton's got a great NIL program out there. Everybody getting paid. So uh, you know, that's one of the things, man. Uh, who wins it? Who wins it? Just just throw it out there, and we'll we'll continue to follow it. But who do you think at this point, Princeton? You rolling?
0: I wish I could pick Princeton at this point. Uh, Oh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, No, forget
1: that. Tell me your final four
0: right now. Break it. Oh, my final four. Gosh, I need to. Um, So we're going to take UConn. Okay. We're going to take. I need to look at the bracket quick make sure I'm, i got my
1: reach. you got gonzaga so if you're going uconn they're coming out of the west okay cool houston miami xavier texas out of the midwest texas okay out of the south alabama south dakota state i mean san diego state creighton or princeton creighton oh, cool. Woo. Woo. okay fau tennessee kansas state or uh, uh michigan state out of the east
0: you're going in Kansas
1: State, but I want to thank you. Oh, I love it. We're going to keep our eyes on it. We're making notes of that because when we come back, we're going to we're going to hold you to the fire on it. Uh, Andrew Alex, double A. My man. Always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us and giving us your take on it.
0: Yes, sir. Next week when we talk, I will be with Nathan Brennan in Chicago. We're going there to go to a concert, a Cubs game, and the watch the Final Four.
1: Well, Have why you don't done. you do it? Why don't you do it? And uh, give us a shout-out. Shout-out to my boy. Give him a good hug for us over here at the block.
0: Will do. Thanks, Rick.
1: All right, no, man. Place
0: like Nebraska. Go Big Red.
1: There he is, Andrew Alex, uh, 247 Sports. We're 93.7 the ticket on the block. We'll be back with the crossover. Jay, I finally see him in the building. He's going to join us next as soon as we come back right after this.